When out on the porch I heard such a clatter, I sprang from my chair to see what was the matter. It won't be reindeer this year. Santa's got an upgrade. Drones. Autonomous drones dropping off gifts for the kids. Walmart and even other companies are launching a new technology this Christmas season, literally. Autonomous drones are taking off and they're carrying gifts for all the little boys and girls that have been good. Drones have been experimented with for years, but Walmart is one of the first to roll them out for the holiday season. It's probably a smart move, too, since the worker crisis has continued. Many companies are scrambling to fill orders and keep their shelves stocked. Christmas is looking a little different this year. Obviously, the reason for the season is not gifts or drones. It's Jesus, the greatest gift the Father could ever give. And he wants to use us, Christians, not drones, to deliver his gift of grace this year. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus We're beginning a new series today called The Faith of John Bunyan. I hope you've heard his name before. John Bunyan wrote the classic Christian novel called Pilgrim's Progress. He was a well-known pastor, a Baptist in England, a dissenter during the 1600s, and he greatly desired to see people love and follow his Savior. He himself had struggled at times with his accepting that God loved him, and in Pilgrim's Progress was reassuring himself and others that God really can't forgive and love sinners. I think in the Pilgrim's Progress he's wrestling with this issue and he wants to give some assurance to people who have truly come to faith in Jesus. So I think his his own struggles shapes that. That's Dr. Peter Morden the principal at Spurgeon's College in London, who has studied the life of John Bunyan, and he'll be with us in just a moment to share more about this humble yet prolific writing preacher. Well, it was wonderful to hear from so many people last week who ordered a copy of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey. Many of you said you've always wanted to read it, but just never got around to it. Others shared how you couldn't wait to share it with the children in your lives. Whether you're young or mature in age, whatever that is to you, this illustrated storybook will help this story come alive in your mind. It will inspire your soul. And when you hold the cloth-covered hardback book with gold foil lettering in your hand, you'll know this book is a quality treasure. So for your gift to this listener-supported ministry, I want to send you a copy of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey. So after this program, call us. Call us at 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and see the illustrations. Watch the video about the book. Then make your gift at haventoday.org. haventoday.org. And one more thing, it's still not too late to get the manger mission. That's a unique Christmas activity that will lead you and hopefully a lot of people around you to Jesus. 
Ask about it when you call or read more about it when you go online at haventoday.org. And now, there's something we still need to remember and never forget, especially at Christmas time. Derek Johnson leads us with Power of the Cross. We
As I walked through the wilderness of the world, I came to a place where there was a den. There I lay down to sleep, and as I slept, I dreamed a dream. In my dream, I saw a man clothed with rags, standing by a path with a book in his hand and a great burden upon his back. His face was turned from his own house, which stood nearby. I saw him open his book and read, and then begin to weep. No longer being able to control his feelings, he broke out with a mournful cry, saying, What shall I do? Those are the opening words of Pilgrim's Progress, written by John Bunyan, and read for us today by a Christian and British actor, Ted Staunton. And just before, we heard Power of the Cross from Derek Johnson. You're listening to Haven Today, and this is a program called the faith of John Bunyan. In a few minutes, we're going to hear the answer to Christians' cry for help. But first, I want us to go to London. I want us to meet up with the acting principal of Spurgeon's College. Yes, this school should sound familiar to your ears because it's the college Charles Spurgeon started over 150 years ago to train pastors for ministry. And Spurgeon himself was greatly influenced by John Bunyan. So, Dr. Peter Morden, welcome to Haven Today. Thank you so much, Charles. It's a great privilege, and I'm really happy to be with you. Do you mind just giving us a brief overview? You're a Bunyan scholar yourself. You've written two books on him. Uh, Who was he, and why do you think he's still loved today? Well, he was a 17th century English Christian very poor background and beginnings. He went through all sorts of trials in his early life, and he lived at a time where there was persecution of Baptist and other nonconformist Christians in England. He was imprisoned a couple of times, but he became a great preacher and, more importantly, a great writer. So the books that he wrote most obviously the Pilgrim's Progress were read in his own day and then went uh, around the world and were translated. And so this very simple man, very humble beginnings, became a global figure in Christian circles. Hmm. You know, Bunyan wrote that first-hand account of his conversion, uh, Grace Abounding, to the chief of sinners, but it seems like some of what Bunyan went through shows up in Pilgrim's Progress. Is is that right? And what can we learn today from that journey of faith that's in that allegory? Charles, I think it is right. I think that his own experiences and his own struggles with assurance of salvation feed through into the Pilgrim's Progress. Bunyan really did struggle just to really grasp that God loved him. He didn't doubt Mm. the gospel, but it was God's love for him that he struggled with. And Mm. I think in the Pilgrim's Progress, he's wrestling with this issue, and he wants to give some assurance to people who have truly come to faith in Jesus. Yes, they really are saved. Yes, they can trust that they belong to Jesus and they can have this assurance. So I think his his own struggles shaped that. And he was keen, 
think firstly that people didn't have false assurance and that's very important mm -hmm. yes but also i think that he he wanted people who really really believed in jesus and who were of sensitive temperaments to know yes i, I do belong I am a child of God and I can go on to serve God with confidence because of the gospel. Peter, uh, why do you think Pilgrim's Progress, even today, nearly 350 years later, uh, is still so popular? Charles, it's an incredibly popular book. And I think there's a range of things that are just so exciting and interesting. I think there's something about the idea of journey, the Christian life as a journey going from the city of destruction to the celestial city with all the twists and turns that happen along the way. And I think today people really connect with that idea of life as a journey. I think the characters are very real, very vivid, very beautifully drawn. And Bunyan writes as a pastor. And one of the amazing things is his sensitivity to people, to their struggles, to their issues. And he's alongside them as a pastor. So it's a whole range of things that really feed into this. And it's amazing that the books that I've written on Bunyan, I've written a biography of him and I've written a book on the Pilgrim's Progress itself together with a friend. And some of the feedback that I've got back from all around the world really has been amazing. And there's something here that resonates with people of different cultures and living in you know, different places, but there's something here that is universal. Let me ask you one last question, and let me put you out on a ledge here. If Bunyan were alive today, if Bunyan was in the church I will be in next weekend hearing uh, the Word of God preached, what is the message that you think John Bunyan would be preaching if he were in the pulpit of my church this next weekend? I think Bunyan would want to say something about the gospel, and he would want to encourage people to make that personal commitment to Jesus Christ as Lord, and he would want them to live that out in their day-to-day -day lives. And of course, that commitment touches everything. It touches politics. It touches the respect that we have for one another. It impacts every area of life. But I think he would want to say, if you miss the personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit, if you miss that personal commitment to Jesus, and then you've missed everything and everything else is sound and fury. So get that right, and that's the most important thing. Dr. Peter Morden, acting principal at Spurgeon's College in London, thanks just so much for sharing with us as a scholar of John Bunyan here on Haven Today. Charles, you're very welcome. Thank you. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, and you're listening to a program called The Faith of John Bunyan. And a special thanks once again to Dr. Peter Morden at Spurgeon's College in London for joining me on the program. If you miss Jesus, you've missed everything. How true those statements are. 
As we heard Dr. Morton explain a moment ago, Bunyan's life of faith bleeds over into his book Pilgrim's Progress over and over again. Bunyan was a man who had a burden on his back, a burden of guilt and shame for his sin because he was missing Jesus. He was missing everything, but he found freedom and he found it at the foot of the cross. If you are truly a Christian, you felt the weight of that burden and you know that it can only be removed by your Savior. As Jesus said in John eight thirty six. so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Do you know that freedom? Or do you still feel the weight of that burden on your back? Bunyan's classic work, Pilgrim's Progress, points us to Jesus. We need to hear that every day. We need to be reminded over and over again that salvation comes from Jesus and no one else. I want us to go to another scene from Pilgrim's Progress. It's a beautiful moment when the main character, Christian, finally has his burden of sin removed by his Savior. Earlier, we heard Christian cry out, What shall I do? And a man named Evangelist showed him the way. Now I saw in my dream Christian walking briskly up a highway, fenced on both sides with a high wall. Now keep your eye on that light, and you will go straight to the little gate, at which, when you knock, you will be told what you must do. Now I saw in my dream Christian walking briskly up a highway, fenced on both sides with a high wall. He began to run, though he could not run fast because of the load on his back. On top of the hill he came to a cross, and just as he got to the cross, his burden came loose, dropped from his shoulders, and went tumbling down the hill. It fell into an open grave, and I saw it no more. Now Christian's heart was light. He had found relief from his burden. He said to himself, He has given me rest by his sorrows and life by his death. He stood gazing at the cross, wondering how the sight of the cross could so relieve one of guilt and shame. He no longer felt guilty of anything. His conscience told him that all his sins were forgiven. He now felt innocent, clean, happy and free. He knew his sins had all been paid for by the death of the one who died on the cross. They were gone, buried in the Savior's tomb, and God would remember them against him no more forever. He was so thankful and so full of joy that the tears began to flow. As he stood looking at the cross, weeping for joy, Three celestial beings stood near. They greeted him with, Peace be unto thee. The first said, Your sins are forgiven. The second stripped him of his rags and clothed him with garments white and clean. The third put a mark upon his forehead and gave him a book to read on the way and for identification at the celestial gate. Then Christian leaped for joy and went on his way singing, My life flows on in endless song Above first lamentation I hear the sweet though far off hymn That hails a new creation Through all the tumult and the strife 
words written by an American Baptist minister in the mid-19th century. That was Keith and Kristen Getty singing, How Can I Keep From Singing? I can almost hear John Bunyan singing this song himself. I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today, The Faith of John Bunyan. A special thanks once again to Ted Staunton for reading for us today from Pilgrim's Progress just before our song. And like I said at the beginning of the program, I was so blessed to hear from so many friends of this ministry over the past several days who ordered a copy of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey. I read this story to my kids when they were young. They were fascinated by it. I only wish I had had this colorful storybook to help their imaginations come more alive. And what I love is that this adaptation of the epic tale will help everyone who reads it, young and old alike to further rely on God's divine help in various trials 
as well as the joys that we face in lives today. I want to send you a copy of this cloth hardcover storybook with gold foil print for your gift to Haven Today. Now, your support will help us keep sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. All you need to do is call us right now. And the number to call is 800 654 2836. That's 800 65 Haven. Or go online, look at those illustrations, take a moment and watch the video about the book, and then make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Let me quickly add we can send this directly to someone for Christmas. Just make your gift and send us their name and a little note, and of course their address, and we'll ship it for free ASAP. And don't forget, we still have the Manger Mission in a beautiful dark green box. You open it up, and there's a book about the wise men coming. And then just below that, you've got a nativity set that includes the wise men, something that can be used as an activity tool in your life and the lives of children for this Christmas season. You can read about that online, watch the video we have for that, or ask about it when you give us a call. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again next time when again we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. In her now well-known book, 1,000 Gifts, Ann Voskamp writes how a friend once challenged her to make a list of the many gifts God had given her. She started her list, she reached 1,000, and she kept on going, and in the process discovered how powerful and transforming gratitude to God can be. Now, making a list like that might sound hard at first, but God's gifts include the little things, every ray of sunshine, every chirping bird, every raindrop, every hot meal, every smile on your children's faces. As God's Word says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who doesn't change like shifting shadows. Have you stopped to thank God today? Grow in your walk with Christ. Visit GetAnchor.com.